Hey, what's up, Protocol listeners? Jamie Goldman here, hanging with Spencer Burback. Back again. Back at can't, it. They can't bring us down. No. <laughs> they tried. They tried so hard. Man, we doubled our listeners, so we're back here and we're getting psyched, man. We got one of our all-time favorite dudes lined up for tonight, Cameron McCall, one of my good buddies and uh, one of my all-time favorite people to watch ride. So I'm pretty excited. How about you, Spence? Oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, coming in, see, when I got first into mountain biking, it's kind of you guys that we were watching, so this is pretty damn cool. Like, I uh, favorite movie – what got me stoked on mountain biking was probably seasons. And I know he was a big part of that movie. So yeah, I mean, still yeah, legendary stoked. dude, man, he's competed in legend a, in nearly every contest out there. Probably won a lot of them. Uh, numerous video parts, uh, first ever tricks. He's traveled around with the nitro circus tour. He's probably the most, one of the most likable guys in the sport. Yeah, man. Energy for days and uh, his positivity and, and the things he really does for the sport have been, have been amazing. You know, he's had a lot, a lot to do with getting parks legalized and, and helping, uh, out bike park building companies. And, um, he's, he's been working with, contests and getting things going for for those and he's announcing now he's a father and a and a husband and he's he's a top-notch guy man he's been doing a killer job at announcing too i've been i mean he truly makes the show better yeah with the amount of add that kid has i don't know how he does it all but (laughs) somehow he keeps it together (laughs) wasn't his uh I think a couple of years back when go karting is uh, was his sign was Captain ADD, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. He's probably yeah. driving around the track and sees something shiny on the ground and swerves right toward it. Doesn't matter <laughs> if it's the wrong that way. That explains <laughs> that line choice all of a sudden. All right. Yeah, distracted to no end. But when he gets focused on some something, man, it's. Uh, it's a beautiful sight. I know he's been out there working on a bunch of new tricks lately, and uh, and so I can't wait to talk to him about all that and and see see what he's been up to. Yeah, same here. So uh, I think we'll have him on the line here in about a couple of minutes. But uh, first off, something I wanted to talk to you about. We both had the privilege of going to the Nitro Circus this week. Nitro Circus was in town. Um, you Down gave me the yeah. Moda Center. Yeah, so I'm out working. I get a call from you like probably noon or something like that. Missed it. Tried to call you back. No answer. Next thing I know, I see an Instagram post where you're on your bike sitting in front of this ramp. You got to ride the damn thing. Dude, it was sick. Yeah, it was super It looks stuff. amazing. And I'm pissed now because I found out you rode it after I'm sitting there watching the show. And the whole time I'm watching the show, I'm just going, I just want to hit that damn ramp. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to hit was that freestyle moto ramp too, oh. and then I went and I stood on the top of it, and I was like, mm, "No, you, no, maybe next." From time. my from my angle, the the box I had hung out with the whole uh, lumberyard mountain bike crew um, from the bike park here, and uh, they had a suite, and I hung up hung out in that. And we're kind of sitting back, right behind the uh, right at like a forty five behind the moto takeoffs, and the whole time I'm just like, "Nope, nope, I want nothing to do with that." I damn still want to hit it. I'm I'm in, I'm in. I think I'm almost there. It's uh I think I you know, I just want to hit one that's at like 
50 feet maybe well that's the cool thing and with then, the ramps then yeah. moving back to 70 Dude, I'm, I'm gonna st- i'm like 30 30 35 40 40 we'll be here all day just stepping it up well that was the funny part too so we're hanging out with dusty weigel and who was hitting some big big stuff on a like a klx 110 yeah i mean it's it I think that was your, one of the raddest things. your average 110, that's like, for sure. He, the dude's on the mountain bike, and then all of a sudden, they, they announce his name again, and he comes just fucking dropping out of the corner, pinned on a little mini bike, and f- does like a huge flip Superman or something over a massive gap. Yeah, Dusty's... On a mini bike. Dusty's man of all trades. He's I think he's got by far the most wardrobe changes in the whole damn show. He's out there. He's Kayaker. riding his mountain bike. Then he drops in on the boogie board, and he's got f- flippers yep. on. And then he runs back, and he gets into his moto gear real quick and hits the moto ramp. Then he's back on his bike, and then he's he's probably riding some – he's in some wine barrel thing getting sent off. Uh, I don't know if that was actually him in the wine barrel, but, man, the I kid – track. The kid is on every single obstacle in the whole place, and he's – he's having the most fun out of anybody. I he think, looks like he he's having a good whatever. damn time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like, so, okay. So that ramp, they used to use a drop-in system, just a big old roll-in. Um, now they've got this crazy rope toe thing that it's kind of like it, it look, it's a rope toe, but it slings you super fast and it instantly rebounds. It's got like two cables, one going each way. And it like instantly rebounds right after one person uses it, right? It just springs back. Someone else loads up and they're back. Well, you in see out. it during the show, and man, they do the quickest turnaround. It's around so ever. incredibly They'll fast. They'll slingshot you out there, and then they bring that thing back immediately. It's all done by ha- by uh, remote control. They have oh, that is. all all set up. And how and fast in is practice, it going? The turnaround time is nowhere near as fast as in the during show. the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, they got extra people. So you got in to there ride practice is what you were doing. You got to hang out and ride practice with the dudes. Yeah. And it was, it was sick. The, the very beginning, you know, like all these guys ride this ramp every couple of days, you know? So it's like they drop in, they get, or not drop in, they get towed into this thing and people are doing flip whips first run off the ramp. And like, I, I'm sitting there me and Cameron are looking at each other, stressing out. So on Cam's this never hit this thing down. either. He's he's hit the I think the ramp, but not with the toe. Yeah, but never with the toe. So in. yeah, and the it's toe a little stressful. Like, y- you know, you're sitting there and you got one foot on the ground and you got to make sure your pedals are all in the right spot and and the tow rope crosses the the runway. So at one point you're hanging on, it's on the right side, and then it tra- travels over and you're hanging on to the left side. So, so it gets you're out leaning of your way. to the left yep. and then you're leaning to the right and then you're f- ten feet in front of the lip and you let go. And you hit the booter. So what they t- uh, so, so before you even got started, they they've got to coach you into this thing a little bit. W- what they tell you, or do they, they, they just, just tell say, you? Hang on. They just tell you, uh, hang on until you get to the red line. Okay, they have a line. There's I didn't a few know. lines on there, you know, and, and they're like, if you let go a foot early, you are gonna die. If you let go a foot late, you're gonna die. <laughs> let go right here. <laughs> And so, and, and there's, t- they set it up at two gaps. They set it up at like 40 and 32 sure. feet. And, uh, but they start, they start practice on the 40 footer, which logically the yeah. has eight foot less of run in also. So you're, 
the 32 is a, that steeper ramp. Yeah, they, they add in a couple of triple backflip. They add in a couple of you know planks. Yep. <coughs> no, the 32 is. I didn't even hit. I didn't even hit the ramp that they did the triple backflip on. That thing looked nasty. The thing was super gnarly. It looked like we it was like, made to only do a triple backflip. We had so much fun already. I don't think I want to ride that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Like uh, first, nobody. I think a couple of the guys maybe straight flipped it, but everybody else that went off of it just double flipped it for That's, the try. Yeah, just and then James Foster was triple flipping it in practice. Yeah, it was so he's unreal. so dialed with these things now. It's not like oh, this big thing in the show. Like kind of like they built super gnarly. It's super gnarly, but he's so good at it. He's he's doing them in practice. Yeah, well, he he wants to land them in the show every time, and if he doesn't land it, he gets he gets <laughs> bummed out. That was one of my biggest biggest bummers on the show. Honestly, for me, was uh, not that by any means ruined it. It was an amazing show. Everybody should check it out. But. You could tell after his second go when he didn't land it and he slipped a pedal or something like that and just kind of slid out, he was just itching to get back over there and finish that trick. And they cut him off, and I was like, man, yep. this dude is doing something that, like, no one else in the world does. Yeah. Let's let him land it. Like, I will sit here all night watching <laughs> they try to do a triple backflip. Yeah, I think it's an exhausting trick, though. I mean, you think about how many times are you going to be able to go in and, and get your – your blood flowing into your head at that <laughs> that's pulling, a lot of g's, some g's yeah spinning around that fast yeah. i mean it's a massive jump that he's hitting you know it's a 32 foot gap with like the steepest ramp what's crazy too though is when he pulls so hard he doesn't pop up like at all it's like he like travels straight through the lip it's bizarre yeah no it, he goes w way higher when he's doing the double flips oh for sure it. i don't um, think he did any double flips off of it I don't remember. He didn't that. in. He did him off the the forty, I think, in the show. Okay. He did a couple of double flips he during the show. He probably boosted them. Um, but then on the uh, on the other one, he didn't do yeah. any warm ups for it. He no. Just goes just and he hits the ramp, up. and he knows what he's doing. He's he's been dialing in that ramp for a while, but it's just insane. Dude. Nasty. It's a crazy group of guys. So, okay, so you're hitting this ramp. It's a uh, Gotta be a little awkward. You're doing this toe in like we were talking about. Um it's so is it set at a speed? Like same speed for everyone, rollerbladers, kayakers, boogie boarders, everyone. Yeah, same you speed. just yeah, you just let go. And they have it set like hey, wherever you want to let go. If you hit at. it at this speed, you're going over it. You're yeah. Good. And Ethan when when we went from the forty footer to the thirty two footer, Ethan was like, Oh yeah, just just let go at the same like that red line. And I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, like, that's where I let go for the other one, but okay. <laughs> and, man, I'm, I'm hauling into this thing, and I let go at the red line. And my I had already flipped the 40-footer, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll just flip this one first go. And I'm going into it, and I just kind of had a weird feeling, so I just straight aired it. And I just straight air, and I popped it super hard, and I'm looking at the landing, and there it goes. And I'm just sailing over this thing, and I just tuck up into a ball and keep floating, keep flowing. I must have went 50 feet, and I landed basically all the way at the bottom of the resi landing and full wheelie drop, head slap, <laughs> <laughs> just plowed into that airbag thing at the end. <laughs> and I was, I was so 
so happy that I rode out of the thing because I was like, all I wanted to do was get back and go hit it again. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> did you let let go earlier the next time? Oh yeah, no. Okay. Next time was I greased it. Yeah. Did they ever? I don't remember seeing them hit the thirty-two foot in the show. Did they? They they move that stuff around so just uh, so quickly and they kind of distract you with the moto stuff going on you don't yeah. even know anything's happening it's amazing amazing how coordinated everything is in that show they, they got dialed in yeah they do a lot of shows i didn't even hardly notice except for i just know i just knew how long that ramp and you're like whoa was. something's different here yeah and i kind of knew i had you know i'd talked to the guys when they were switching things and sure. stuff beforehand. So the the but video you posted of doing the backflip knack over it, what what gap is that at? That was at the thirty two. Still we didn't big. get to I only got to hit the the bigger gap um maybe five times or oh, something okay. before we The thirty two looked perfect. Looked damn perfect. They're fun. both perfect. Really? I I would ride either one of those things. Different lips or same day. lip on both of them? Uh, it's a taller lip on the 32. It is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked so incredibly fun. Man. Now I'm like, where, where are we going to build one? I know build something. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, could ride that thing all day. How tall was until the lip? my arm gets tired of being towed in yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or pulls out. Its Afterwards I was like, Oh, I'm moving my arm around like windmill and it was like popping and stuff. I'm like, Oh, I'm getting Sick. old. <laughs> How how tall is the lip though? Uh, I don't know. I think it's about eight feet or so. I'm is that it? Okay. Maybe yeah. eight or nine feet. Yeah. It looked just really perfect. Yeah. Looked no, like everything about that thing was time. the first time I hit the ramp was at that forty foot mark and it like was the smoothest thing. It felt like I'd hit the ramp a hundred times. Really? The first time I hit it and I understood why and those it, guys it, were. It's on to a resi the whole time, right? Yeah. How is the resi landing on it? Uh, it's just buttery smooth. It feels like a normal dirt Steep jump. Steep enough that you can just kind of roll straight through it. You don't get the bounce like you do landing in a no, flatter man. resi or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Their setup is, is really, really something else. They've, I mean, I think they've put a lot of time and effort into really making it what it is. I know that's something I've heard from interviews with Travis in the past. Like, that's his, I mean, he's, that's his big thing. It's like, I want to make this safe enough but real enough to guys where guys really can and want to progress on the on these jumps yeah no i mean i think that like there's a not not anybody's just going to go in there and hit that ramp you know yeah totally <laughs> uh but like you know if i was sitting there and i didn't have anybody instructing me on where to let go on this thing and and how sure. fast to go and i actually pedaled in behind some guys to kind of like see i was watching how they were leaning and what they were doing and where they were really letting go not mm -hmm. just saying they were letting yeah, yeah. go and and uh, you know watching how they were in the start gate and how they were putting their feet on and sure if those guys weren't there it would have been a not a lot more nerve-wracking sure because sure. i had it all worked out in my head before i ever hit the thing right but if i was the the you know you rochambeau and then you're the first guy to go on something that you've never never ever seen any yeah it's, hit. it's guinea pig if you were had yeah. to, had to full-on guinea pig that thing yeah scary no it's uh <laughs> it would be but it was it was definitely exciting for me i've i've it's been watching that setup for however many years they've been doing it now you know six sure five six years and always kind of dreamed about riding that thing and 
just really pumped that uh, I got the opportunity to to go there and ride. Super and cool. All I wanted to do was just keep keep riding it, but then at the same time, I was like, uh, I kind of can't wait to go watch the show and see you guys all just get real nasty on. This so show. how long? How long before the show was practice? Uh, I think it was probably at least a two and a half hour break before those. Okay, that's what I figured. Because we were in there. pretty early, and we were in there a long time before any kind of riding or any action mm-hmm. was happening. So, yeah, yeah I, I bet know. those guys come out of the I gate bet cold be turkey, and they're like getting crazy. I can't even amazing. Believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a real. I mean, it's a different version, but it's like a real cir- circus where I guess with the circus, you wouldn't sit there and watch them warm up the elephant to stand on a ball or whatever. They just go <laughs> out and do it. And that's kind of how this is. They, these guys just come out cold and just get it done. Yeah. It's amazing. They're, every single one of these guys is just unbelievable. I can't, I can't urge you enough to go and see one of these shows. They're all around down in SoCal right now. I think uh, Anaheim yeah, was Anaheim tonight. tonight. I I'm not sure what's next, but they're coming into Eugene on the next tour. It's like May? Uh, in I May, to- I totally in May. That, but yeah. We'll get you some dates later on for sure, but check it out. Uh, I know I'm going to In go Autzen Stadium, that's pretty I cool. I will head down to Eugene, hands down. I'm going to no head problem. down and try to sneak in and get on that damn ramp. <laughs> <laughs> sneak in with the elephant and the ball. Yes. Yes. Well, hey, we got someone special on the line. Uh, I think he's... He said he's uh he he's got a performance he's uh, <laughs> prepared for us. We're not sure how the audio is gonna come across on the on the line, but uh, yeah, we'll let him give it a shot. So why don't we sit back for a second? We'll wait, and Cam McCall will be on with us in just one moment. Uh, listen to his smooth tunes. We'll see what he's got for us. <laughs> epic so good the snare the snare comes in just crisp one of them comes off of the weirdest like popping <laughs> the noise is the one cool. thing that works and then nothing else does <laughs> yeah well they all work they just some of them sound one of them la- sounds like you're playing spoons or something like that <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it's pretty good yeah. though we'll have to get like a video or a sound bite or something to put up on the instagram page so people actually yeah. can go look at I it think- I think the little action cams, like they actually, like little Sony action cams, they actually do decent audio for that. Like any time I've ever tried to record, um, well, I'm breathing hard. Any other time I've tried to record on my phone, it always just gets like completely blown out and just like, but like the action cams, they have like stereo mics and if you put them far enough away, they kind of, kind of sounds like drums. It sounds like it, <laughs> it sounds like it peaks out a lot. Yeah. I think it's just so much sound. The phone's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah man get us get us a clip of that so we can put it up there because dude uh, we're still wor- looking for a theme song Ooh, nice yeah theme song yeah we'll get you on the drums i'll play the piano what do you play spencer oh my god Absolutely okay jamie nothing. seriously though the skin next, time, flute. next time you're in, 
Next time, yeah, no skin Tambourine. Well, I mean, just not in this band. Not that there's anything, you know, wrong with that. But, um, but seriously, next time you're in town, uh, we should record something sweet because um, we could actually, like, well, we could do it with the real instruments, obviously, it would be really loud and amazing. But we could also, like, I've got the keyboard and then the electric drums and electric guitar, and you can plug them all into GarageBand and, like, actually make something. So we could, like, jam out in the garage and figure out what we want to do and then actually, like, record it directly on the computer. Well, that gives me an excuse to run down to Costco and get their 88-weighted key piano. 80- oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I've, yeah, I mean, I've got one. So, yeah, I know, but yeah, I got to practice. What am I just going to come oh, over there perfect. cold turkey and keep up with you? Hey, we were talking about exactly. tax write-off. Right mm-hmm. That's what I've got, the, the the Costco one, too. Yeah, and if you're doing it for your radio show, bingo, right or off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's. Mm. I, I think this is a non-profit organization so far. At, but the, at the moment, <laughs> yes. We're in the hole. <laughs> Definitely in the negative. Wait, but I'm paying... I thought I was paying you guys like 500 bucks to do this. How is that non-profit? You can send us all the money you want, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll just keep getting buried into cords and at ki- sound equipment. Yeah, at this point, we we accept uh, gift cards, too. To whatever. Yeah. Can you curse on this? Fuck oh. yeah. Oh, sweet. So are we, like, recording now? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to say some bad words. Just. Just for get, the heck of it. Get them all out. Get warmed up. Uh, frig. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, nipple. Uh, oh. oh, go get it. Get it. Uh, the fungus. <laughs> Schnauzer. It's amazing uh, what nipple. what bad words turn into you when you have a two-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I'm way worse, man. I wish... I wish those were my bad words around Chloe. She's already saying, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's her, was her like, first saying. Yeah, like um, she runs out of, like, finger paint or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 That's a big deal. You run out of finger paint and you're a two-year-old. That's like the whole world's crushing down on you. Man, that's like getting a flat tire at the top of your run, dude. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> That'll make you say, oh, shit. Man, Cam, so we got a whole bunch of questions from our Instagrammers. Uh, Bring is, it. Which is pretty cool. Um, how many, like five or seven? Well, or how many we get here? We got one, two, three, four, five, and a couple that were super lame, and we kicked them out. So ah, one of them, okay. one of them, some kid wanted to know if he could be your dig bitch. Absolutely. Anytime, any day of the week. <laughs> I need one of those, man. He, he I worded it like, maybe like he was uh, from France or something, though, trying to speak English. But I think he was an American. Yeah. Maybe. He'll probably want me to get him a plane ticket. It's not as all as sweet and simple as it sounds, I have a feeling. But I don't need a dick bitch. Just somebody to come and hang out. Like, if I want to go riding and I can't find anybody to go riding with, just come and hang out and call somebody if I get hurt. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't need a dick bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just to stand there and watch, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just hang out. You can be on your Twitter and asking questions to other radio shows all you want. But just when I fall and I'm, like, making weird noises, then call somebody. That's it, what I need somebody for. Isn't that weird how it is sometimes, man, when when all you want to do is go ride and it seems like everybody's always hitting you up, and then when you want to go ride and you can't find a single person to go with you, and you're like... Exactly. There's a thousand people ready to ride when you can't. It's like, oh, yeah. 
watching Chloe for four hours, and everybody's like, hey, you want to go ride? Hey, you want to go ride? Ah, sorry, I'm watching, watching the kids for four hours. And then as soon as I have some time to go ride, hey, you want to go ride? Oh, no, no, sorry, I can't make it. But actually, you see, it's not that bad. Like, there's at least a good scene of people here now riding, except Carson employed them all to go um, to go digging today. So that's good. Like, there is a scene now. So it's not like there's nobody to ride with. And this is a problem that happens all the time. It's just all the people, they already got swept up by Carson today. So, oh. yeah, little, a little solo session never hurt you. It started a little bend rivalry. Yeah, right. No, I would be going digging with him too, but I just got to get some tricks figured out before going out on a film trip. But it's sick. Carson is, like, building a really awesome playground out in Prineville, which is, like, an hour away from Bend. And I've been going out there, um, like, a bunch of – bunch of times last week to help him dig and scout and everything and but now it's down to crunch time getting ready to leave for the shoot so had to say uh say no to the digging today but he rallied a good crew so it's sweet people are coming out of the woodwork they're putting together a little little jump team one of the bike shops in town putting together a little jump team so get people's bike yeah Tra- i've seen travis posting down there at sagebrush cycles he's he's got uh, a whole bunch of kids on his team now huh yeah they had like a little jam at the lair it's one of the local jump spots they had a jam uh last saturday i think and it was like their tryouts for their jump team so it was cool a bunch of kids showed up and were hitting all the lines there's like you know little jumps all the way up to get size jumps so now like you know jump team whatever just a good excuse to get them out jumping and so like on sundays they're just going to take them to different parks around and go have sessions and stuff maybe gig days and stuff it was pretty sweet like not a bad idea have a little jump team for the bike shop. Yeah, that's killer. And very cool. <clears throat> I know uh, one of the kids that I was helping helping out get a bike. He had a bike stolen, and you and I helped him help him get a bunch of parts together. And exactly, I saw that kid out there. He has yeah. He had your old Corsair, and then I looked at like I didn't realize I didn't look at what kind of frame it was. But then I saw the brake, and I was like, oh, I used to have a brake like that. <laughs> then I looked at the frame. I was like, "Wait, Jamie used to have a frame like that." Hey, wait a minute. Did you get that bike from Jamie? And he was all stoked. It's all it fits him well. And then you're and then you're like, "Wait, Jamie still owes me fifty bucks for that brake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, "Well, Jamie hooked me up with a crank set. We're square." Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that too. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I finally got that built up. Not not to talk about things that nobody knows what in the world we're talking about. But, well, just um, explain it to them. What's going on yeah, with it? Yeah, that freak. I had this free coaster wheel that I wanted to put on a hardtail for a long time, but I didn't have a frame that would work. I finally got a frame that worked, and I needed a certain set of cranks that would work because I had like a nine-tooth driver on the back. So you have to have a really, you have a crank set like a BMX crank set that can accept a really small front ring. So Jamie hooked me up with a BMX set of cranks, make some DDs, and so yeah, now I'm riding backwards down the street. Sweet. <laughs> That's sick, dude. I just saw. <laughs> Can you put a disc brake on it? Yeah, you got a disc brake on there. Wow. It's uh, it's like my, I have 15 minutes to screw around out front bike. So like, hop into a 180 and see how long you can ride backwards without having to pedal backwards. Maybe do a couple half caps off curbs and stuff. It's fun to fool around with. Got to think of some kind of weird trick to do with that, and then yeah, have it make sense. Have you? I don't know if you follow Kyle Baldock on uh, on Instagram. Yeah, he was trying fakey backflips. Dude, that's so gnarly, man. That's insane. I mean, that guy he's he is goes crazy all the time with that. But or no, not Kyle Baldock. You know who's impressive? Hey, is, uh, was it? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, but he's yeah, he's insane. And and the other guy with the Dream Yard, the Monster Rider, what's his name? Oh, down? oh Pat Casey. Pat Casey really gets down. Bruce with the Christman is super impressive. Yeah. Right backwards. Bruce Christman's Port- Portland local guy. He is gnarly. Yeah. He's an X Games Dude, gold kid. Yeah, like Bruce is gnarly. But those are those are the crazy guys. Crazy right now. Look There's at. like so much good stuff happening in every single sport. Like you have, it's like a full time hobby to keep up on everything. Like I want to see what everybody's doing and snowboard and all the new snowboard ski stuffs coming out right now because the season's coming out. So all the stuff they did last year, all those videos are going up and then people in bmx are going nuts people in freestyle motor are going nuts and you want to like see like track the progression of every single sport and like pay attention to what all the new things are that are being done but like man who has time enough to like look at every single instagram post and like watch every new video that drops by every new itunes release like the good problem to have there's way too much amazing yeah uh, content to follow but it's hard to keep up there's so much cool shit going on the mountain bike world alone is hard enough and then yeah throw in a couple other ones it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. hey that's actually so there's a good time for this question from one of our listeners they said what is your favorite sport besides mtb well okay right now i'm like really into like so I guess I'll have to. I guess it'd be the same answer for both reasons. Like I like to watch a bunch of different things to get pumped to, for new ideas for mountain biking, but also like to do things. And motor, motorcycles are fun. I just finally got one. I haven't got one. I had one in a really long time, but I'm kind of using that more just for scouting, just to get around and find cool things. Like I have no business like flying through the air on a motorcycle. I'm way too sketchy for that. I belong on a bicycle. So that's like fun, just like getting around and everything. But like. I, I still really don't like believe you, horrible. but <laughs> no, no, I'm horrible. Have you not seen Rod? I'm horrible. No, no, you don't want to, man. Close your eyes. For that. <laughs> but, but like, I don't know. I'm living in Bend now, snowboarding. I've always really enjoyed it, but I haven't ever really done it a lot because you know, driving from Santa Cruz to Tahoe, you only want to go when it's nice and powdery. But then when it's nice and powdery, the roads are slow, so it takes forever to get up there. So, oh, now living in Bend, you can get to Bachelor so quick on a powder day. I didn't get as many days out last winter as I would like, so I'm hoping this winter to get a ton. But I'm kind of obsessed with that from like a, you know, like a viewer standpoint, watching snowboarding because and skiing just because they're so similar to mountain biking to get ideas, but also doing it like sliding on snow is really fun. Now that I live closer to a place where you can slide on snow, I'm getting pretty obsessed with it. Right, and one thing that's really cool about snowboarding, and it and it taught me a lot was learning how to crash, and like. Like, it taught me how to crash better on my bike because when you crash on a snowboard, you just, like, Stay you just loose. pull your arms in and just relax, and you just tumble down the hill through all this powder, and, like, it, it yeah, transferred it, right over into, into mountain biking. If you can crash smooth with a big old piece of wood strapped to your feet, your feet then, yeah, you could definitely crash smooth when you just separate from the bicycle. Um, skiing sketchy though for crashing. Uh, I tried skiing for the first time last year. I, I just feel like there's way too much leverage on them. The, all those CLs, you know, the ACLs, MCLs, the PCLs, all those CLs have a lot of leverage on them when you're hooking those big old planks to your feet. Man, it's fun, but I've, man, I know like too many. Yeah, I've known too many skiers that have blown their knees out. Like it's rad, but it makes me so nervous. I think both my yeah, parents I did think, their knees in that way actually. Yeah, I think I'm going to be casual on the skis. Uh, I, I just want to learn how to ski because I feel like it's easier to teach a toddler how to ski than it is snowboard. But to teach a toddler to ski while you're on a snowboard 
seems very awkward. So yeah, I'm learning how to ski just so I can help my daughter Chloe learn how to ski. Uh, speaking of which, she's coming out to the garage right now, so she might be coming over for a guest appearance. But Sick. but yeah, that's why I'm learning how to ski. So I don't, I'm not gonna try to do anything cool on skis because that's a whole other learning curve. But yeah, just to help her learn, I think it's worth it. For oh, me, yeah. sports like that are always cool though because you get it. It's you get a chance to progress at something for once. Like I, <laughs> I, I know I felt like I peaked out completely in mountain biking and was actually getting worse by the day um <laughs> but then when i get on like when I, we ride been riding moto a lot uh and snowboarding as well i feel like i get better each time i go so that's a pretty cool feeling i love that that's very true start out like completely shitty at something like you cannot possibly suck more and there's only one direction to go which is up and then yeah you get that satisfaction of getting better i remember jimmy like when we were probably 13, 14, nah, probably a little older than that, like 16, 17, something like that. Like, we had learned a bunch of tricks. Like, we were like, learn trick, learn trick, go, go. Like, every week learn, like, one or two more tricks. And all of a sudden, it's like, hmm, all the tricks we want to learn now that we haven't done yet are, like, the next level, like, way hard. Like, you have to, like, decide to just click your brain over, like, okay, I'm going to try that. It wasn't like, oh, let's do one footer, then a knack-knack, then a no-footer, then a no-footer again. Like, that little rate, we were banging them off quickly. But, yeah, it got to a certain point where you're like, okay, how much do I want to really try this? So, yeah, if you just hop on a pair of skis and you're you're absolutely horrible, then there's a lot of progression to be had, and you get that little tickle. Yeah, dude, the tickle. So, speaking of new tricks, what's uh, – I know that even just uh, – we got to go ride with the Nitro Circus crew the other day, which was, uh, I mean, a whole another thing we can talk about, but – I saw you do flip bar to no footer, and I think I remember you saying there was uh, some other stuff you've been working on too. Um, what you've been working on lately? Yeah, there's all these tricks that I've like wanted to do for a really long time. And you're like, you, know, you have like a session in a foam pit, and then you like maybe you get hurt or something. And you're just waiting for that opportunity to try it on a jump, and. Uh, now finally we've got like we've got a pretty sweet setup here in Ben, like a good slope stall course and everything. And I was filming with Harrison Mendel the other day just for a trick video and say, like, All right, we got a decent sized jump, like a little bit smaller than the foam pit that I'd practice some combos in too, but um figured all right, well now's as good a time as any to try to do some of these tricks that I've really wanted to do. So um I've always wanted to do backflip bar spin to Superman, so um Took a couple tries, and with a bigger jump, I'd probably be able to get bigger extension, but I got that filming the other day with Harrison here at home. And, I mean, like, there's so many more things you can do to build off that, like flip bar to, like, Indian, super Indian, you know, and, like, obviously flip bar to whip is cool, a bunch of people doing that, but it's kind of fun to think about, like, combos that you just haven't seen before. Yeah. And uh, they're definitely out there. Like, I got another bar spin combo um, that I haven't seen before while we're shooting with Harrison. So oh, I just like, yeah, like we were talking about before, sitting back and watching all the videos from other sports and daydreaming, thinking about what things you've always wanted to do, maybe things you have never seen before. And this year not competing, I have like the opportunity to spend time on the things that I want to do for myself, like little things that happen in my head during daydreams all the time, whether it be a trick combo or a trick on a certain feature on a certain bike and, just kind of like make those little daydreams a reality and i've got more time to do that now because i'm not stressing on like 
you know, the rat race of slope style and figuring out what people are doing and trying to keep up with that, I just kind of do my own thing. It's been good. Yeah, so, and focus you- on one thing, one trick, instead of being like, okay, I got to have, like, these 10 gnarly tricks dialed, and I can't really get exactly. that creative because I just have to have those. Sure unlock it's true i'm way too add to like be able to think of all those things at once to try to keep up with everybody else if i can just focus on one thing like for example shooting with harry there's one time it took me uh two days just to get this one combo like you know small sessions each day but like two evening sessions just to try to get this one move and yeah if i was focused on trying to get a bunch of different tricks ready for a contest it wouldn't wouldn't happen Uh oh somebody at the door one sec (laughs) hi guys bring him on yeah, she'll be in the garage. Could be the new theme song. What's up, dude? What's happening? Hey, we got a we got a little co-host guest here too. Since you got guests. All right, I'm gonna wrap up my Thanks, guys. All right, I'm back, guys. I'm back. Why don't you introduce yourself? Do you know who you're talking to on here? No, not really. We're we're talking with Cameron McCall right now. We are. What's up, Wyatt? What's up? How's it going, dude? Doing well. He's all nice. geared up right, right now. He's holding his fa- his full face helmet. He's got his chest protector on. He's getting. It looks like he's been out there shredding, actually. Ready for action. You look like you've been working hard. Did you try anything new out there today, Wyatt? Yes. Talking about new tricks. What new tricks do you have? Um, not exactly tricks. Well, kind of. What do you got? Flash air tap. Oh. Oh yeah, there baby. There we go. I like it. You got e- any questions for Cam? Um. Have you tried the first ever front flip in the world? What's that? Have I tried the first ever front flip in the world? Yes. No, I wasn't definitely not the first person to do a front flip on a mountain bike, but um, I remember you were the first person to do flip Superman, front flip Superman. Though. Yeah, yeah, front flip Superman. I, I was the first person to do that on a mountain bike, but I remember like there was one guy in England who just had front flips on lock, and it was mind-boggling. But he wasn't kind enough to share any tips, so it took so long to figure out what he did to make it work and uh that was lance mcdermott and he was doing them on the contest scene just like <laughs> made it look so easy and so once i finally figured it out i was like i definitely wanted to do something some variations on it because there's so many so many tricks you can do in a front flip and so yeah i figured out the front flip superman and at the same time there was a guy doing it on bmx i'm not sure i think he probably he probably did it first but yeah first on the mountain bike Anything else you want to say to Cam? Have you found a Cork 720 on a um, dual crown? Oh, wow. Cork 720 on a dual crown. No, I've only landed once at 720, and it was on a hardtail. 
So I've got a ways to go before I'm ready to do it on the downhill bike. But I like the way your brain works, buddy. That's a sweet idea. I saw a few people have been trying it lately. Brandon's landed it, and uh, it looks pretty awesome. I would love to do that someday. Cool. Yeah, right dude. On. What else you want to say? You want to sign off and uh, say goodbye to them and send them with some wishes? Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, dude. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He remembers you for sure. Yeah, you can ask him if he remembers you. Do you remember? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer. <laughs> I can totally recognize you from here. You can? Yeah. <laughs> Killer, dude. Right on. Well, thanks, Wyatt. Welcome. All right, buddy. Later, we'll Wyatt. Talk soon. Goodbye. Walk on, amigo. <laughs> Later. <laughs> right on, buddy. See you, bud. We'll see you soon, okay? Awesome. Thanks. Right. Thank you. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> We're hanging out here at the lumber yard with uh with Will, his kid Wyatt. So we got we got the awesome. drop in, drop in special guest. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's like because here I go opening the door. You guys gotta go. Okay, all right. Who are we gonna talk to now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <absolutely. laughs> Way to bob and weave. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's our first guest host, actually. Oh, he yeah. is. He's the first official guest host. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sick. Well, where were we? I, I think you should bring remember. him on as a as a as a everyday everyday co-host. He can read our Instagram questions. Yeah. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. Where else? Were, yeah. So. Oh, okay. So we both went and checked out the Nitro Circus. This is probably way off topic. Why it threw me off a little bit, but um, you're so you're not really involved in that anymore, right? What's take us through your decision to get out of that? Um, it wasn't much of a decision. It was just like it just slowly happened, and it's perfect, really. Like I, there's no way I could still do that. Like it's a really fun thing when Scary. you like. Well, I mean, not not so much that like. I just, like, those tours are really long, and, like, if you've got a kid and a wife and stuff like that, like, it's it's created perfectly for, like, a 18-year-old Australian who just wants to travel around <laughs> and spend big tricks and uh, not, you know, too caring about um, being gone for a really long time. And so when I was doing it for a couple years, it was perfect. It was fun, and, like, um, Bonnie would come with me on tour and we would just have a blast and travel around, but it was really hard to stay on top of like just mountain bike skills while you're doing that because you literally ride like for a couple hours every few days and it's always a hard tail. It's always on the same jump. So I was like doing that and having a ball and then I would get to like a shoot for mountain biking or a contest or something like that. And I'd be like, Oh man, I haven't like drifted a corner in like three months, you know? So it wasn't the best thing for like what I do, but it was really fun to experience it for a while. But once it kind of like fizzled and I wasn't involved anymore, it was perfect because I don't feel like I would be able to commit to those long tours now anyways. But yeah, the, the experiences that I had doing that, man, Oh, we had a blast. Like first couple tours too, they were always filming a TV show. So we got an excuse to go and do a bunch of really awesome fun things go to different places and have little challenges there to film and hopefully something funny happens so that was the time to be a part of it and uh 
Yeah, I wouldn't trade it. It was awesome. That's sick. And going back too, man, like that must have been awesome for you, like just seeing all all the homies out there. Like those guys are such nice dudes. Uh, I I don't know any of them very well, but um, they're all super super top top notch guys, just helping everybody out with like speeds and stuff and um exactly yeah it's always been a bunch of really good people on that tour and that's one thing that definitely hasn't changed i haven't seen a show for over a year and a half probably and so anytime they're coming to a city that's close to where i live i try to make it in there and play around say hit everybody ride the practice session watch the show and it's it's always fun to see um you know, different people that have joined the tour, some of the same people who've been with it since the beginning, like Dusty and everything, and and then also to see how the show has changed and how much crazier it has to get because everybody would get bored doing the same thing over and over and over and over again because that's the reason why they got on that tour is they're into, like, pushing themselves and trying to do crazier stuff all the time. And, you know, the show has to evolve because you go back to the same city and it's got to be a little bit better show, so... We were sitting there watching it. One thing I noticed was like the first sh- the first trick that started the show for the the bicycle side was a triple whip, and that used to be something that was kind of saved toward the end of the show at the first couple tours, and now they just come right out of the gate with that, and then it just builds from there. So that's just an example of how much crazier the tricks are that people are doing on the tour now. It's mind-boggling, dude. And the practice session beforehand, they do they were doing tricks that that weren't even in the show yet. Like, I know, like, Jed Milton did the double flip tail up. He didn't do that in the show. And then Foster, I think he landed the triple, like, in practice, and then he, he tumbled on it in the show. But, like, so many people were trying stuff that, like, they exactly example of what I was talking about is their board, man. They're like, all right, we've been in airports and hotels for, like, 18 hours. I just want to do something fun. So they get that hour-long practice session before the show and nobody's telling them what they have to do. So they just go nuts and try the tricks they want to do, try to get the Instagram clip and everything. Our Willie did the forward bike flip uh, on the mountain bike, which I don't think he posted it yet, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. He hopped on um, somebody's mountain bike. I think it was Ethan Roberts' mountain bike, and he jumps off the back of the bike, throws the bike forward. The bike goes in front, but he catches back onto the bars, does kind of like a Superman thing, gets back on the bike, and so yeah, this is on somebody else's him. bike. Yeah, on a mountain. He, that's well, he only owns he's a, a razor scooter. scooter. He's a scooter guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a scooter guy, and he does all this crazy stuff on BMX bikes that nobody else can do. But that was his first trick on a mountain bike. He jumped the mountain bike, and then he did that trick. And it took him two tries, and then he landed it. And his first person to ever do it. It's pretty sick. <laughs> so cool. And that obviously wasn't in the show. You know, it was just a little bit of awesomeness you have to throw out in practice that's the one thing that blew me away with watching the show is how kind of cold everyone rolls into everything it's like you can tell nobody's nobody's warmed up or been riding and riding a little mini ramp in the back or something it's just drop in and go for it exactly they're just kind of you know held up like cattle in their pen waiting for the go sign (laughs) and then you got to, like, all of a sudden get your blood pumping and get stoked. But the crowd usually does a pretty good job of getting them stoked. That's the thing is you're, like, you're tired from practice, and then you sit around, and it's showtime. You're like, oh, God, this is, like, I'm, like, so sore and sick and tired. And then all of a sudden the crowd gets on. You're like, yeah, let's do that trick. And it's, and it's like Groundhog's Day for those guys. It happens every single show, the same cycle. 
And I remember, like, it becoming tedious doing it just for a few years. I couldn't imagine now they're on, like, the sixth year of this thing. I think I did it for, like, three years or something like that, 10, 11, and 12. But wow. I couldn't imagine double that. Like, it's crazy. Groundhog Day. How many shows in total have they done? I have no idea, but a gazillion. Let's call it that. Wow. A lot. That's a big number. They yeah, do, like, two or three a week. I know that's the the sure. that's what blew my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I think I was watch, looking at like Bilko's Instagram, and he's he's posting something from one day to the next day. He, I think he was doing rally cross or something that when everyone else was in Portland. But I'm like, wait, have they yeah, already I, set up the Portland show? No, no, they're just in a different city, different state, somewhere else, and they're going to be here tomorrow night and going to be riding. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. The breakdown and setup was insane, too, like, to watch them start breaking stuff down right as the audience was, like, leaving. They got their forklifts out there just moving everything around and loading it up in the trailers. Getting rid of that yeah. th that big drop-in had to have been huge for them for saving time. Yeah, but they they had it. They did a show at the, uh, um, the Staples Center or whatever it is down in L.A. last night, and they had the rolling again. So, like, certain shows they'll bring the rolling and invite a bunch they'll have more people so those towing shows um are for like the smaller stadiums i guess where you're not gonna be able to fit the whole rolling into the stadium but so they still do the the big gigantic ramp rolling stuff i thought the towing was pretty sick though because it's like you know you know like you get sore hiking up that many stairs i feel like all yeah <laughs> exactly it's like that's the greatest way to get that on tour for sure <laughs> Usually you get your little bit of exercise charging up the stairs before each run, but now you're just holding on to a ski rope. You definitely don't even get your heart going. <laughs> yeah, you're, wake, you're wakeboarding into the ramp. It's super sick. <laughs> yeah, it actually is really fun, right? Like, we were having a blast with that. Holy cow, man. Um, this is a good question for now. Uh, would you rather backflip a scooter or rollerblades? Uh, I go with the scooter because I've got handlebars. I get, I need something to hold on to. That's where I'm at too. The rollerblades, I'm on my back on the landing, 100. percent Right. Well, I'm just like, what am I gonna hold on to if I'm on rollerblades? I'm used, like, I'd have to hold a pair of handlebars just to feel comfortable. I feel like. <laughs> I, I I saw a video of uh, Bo Bamberg dropping in backwards to to a drop in, to, or I think he's just rolling down the landing, but trying to ride it down backwards on a pair of roller skates and just biffing it big time really he was holding yeah. it out too he's <laughs> like halfway down the landing you can already tell he's gonna fall got to the transition and then right when he gets to the bottom like the worst spot to crash going the fastest and then there's like the flat bottom and he just cranks himself <laughs> on the flat bottom he's on roller skates or roller blades blades i think I yeah yes Blades, right? See, that's an Skates example of how you get bored. He's just like, ah, I need to try something fun. Like, he's doing these massive upside-down whips and all these trick combos on moto, but he needs to do something different, so there he is trapping on the rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, dude. That guy's whips are so underrated. I mean, next to Jared McNeil, holy crap. Exactly. Those two just... That's a good place to be, right? Like, it's better to see that guy and have everybody say, oh, your whips are so sick, you're so underrated, than, like, why do you always win gold medal? Your whip suck. Like, it's oh, better yeah. to be the underrated guy. Yeah, he's got to figure it out. I mean, being from the same hometown as him, I kind of always looked up to him growing up. But So we always knew who he was. We were a little bit biased. But, like, seeing him in person there next to some of the best riders in the world, dude, 
The guy exactly. Th- he yeah, he's on that down. tour for a reason. Yeah, yeah he, he's ridiculous. He's legit. He's um, you should see him on some rollerblades. Oh man, he's gnarly. <laughs> so hey, I know, uh, I know, back there at home, uh, you guys have been working out at the Redmond Jump Park a whole bunch, and uh, I know you guys have got some plans for a few things out there. Um, what's going on out at that place right now? Yes, that place is awesome. I just found out about it last winter, and it was like this ridiculous epiphany. Like, I had no idea. Like, I wanted to figure out a spot to build a slope-style course and spot to practice everything, but I didn't know where that was going to be. Kind of just rolling with the punches, you know, figured something would pop up, and then all of a sudden Carson told me about this place. And uh, it had existed for a few years, and then the guys wanted to, like, you know, invite us out to scout some new line options and build some stuff. And so I ended up meeting Troy, the guy who started the place. And it's a really cool story how it started. He just started building these jumps because there was nothing around. And once he had built enough to where he was worried about it getting torn down, he decided to contact the parks department and say, hey, guys, can we, like, legitimize this place and make it legal? And they said, oh, that's great. You created a great park here. Yeah, here's what we've got to do. So... He, uh, you know, dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's to make it a legitimate park, and then invited us out to help build some stuff. So we built a slope style line. We built, like, a practice mulch jump. We've been working on buffing up all the beginner lines and uh, the rhythms and everything. We're planning on having a slope style contest out there in April, the weekend after Sea Otter. I think it's the 23rd and 24th. So hoping to make it just like a fun for everyone festival type of thing where people can come out and demo bikes because there's uh, all mountain trails right there. There's little tiny tabletops all the way up to medium-sized doubles and everything in between that all the way up to the slope style course. So shooting for like F&B silver if we can't rally enough funds for prize purse and all that stuff and we'll do F&B bronze just to get the ball rolling. But I think it'll be a really fun thing just to have every year that we can have to see how some people are either driving back up to bc or they're just traveling um after sea otter getting home to wherever they live hopefully they can extend their trip a little bit and uh come out to central oregon and hit up a fun event and um you know build a little bit each year add to the course and add to how many people start talking about it and long-term plan hopefully it's something that can live on for a little bit i stopped by there on my way over to Bend for a little day riding trip one day, and I didn't, I didn't have my dirt jumper with me, but I just stopped in to check it out because uh, I think I've been seeing yours and Carson's Instagram posts from that place, and it looks pretty badass. Like, and especially that yeah. big big line where I think you were doing some big bike stuff on it, right? Uh, uh, just slow bike stuff, like okay. that big drop tower. Yeah, yeah, it looked looked really really awesome i was super impressed now i'm i've been anxious ever i was like back in may i've been anxious to get back over to bend and check that place out yeah come over it's cool because there's definitely everything from the easiest of jumps all the way up to that you know big line but that's the idea is like troy was was brilliant in the way he laid that park out because he built the small lines first and then he built the jumps that he wanted to ride so so he created a place that everybody can enjoy and then went to the city and said, hey, can we legitimize this place? And so for them, I mean, the city, the, you know how much money it costs to build a bike park from the ground up if you're going to do it, you know, hire a bike park building crew and everything, you know, Belmont's like, you know, a 
couple million dollars or something in Colorado. So they have somebody come and say, hey, I already sort of built this bike park. Can you just give me permission to do it and say that it's a park? They're like, uh, yeah, sure. So <laughs> it's kind of reminiscent of how post office was back in the day where you just do it first and let it become a legitimate park afterwards. So that's pretty kind of cool to see it happening again. That's cool. I mean, we have a little spot over here, and I don't know too much about it yet, but they've been talking about this Gateway Green Park, which they've kind of modeled after Belmont. It's over here in Portland right off. Uh, Sick. It, yeah, 205, but it's been like two years because they're kind of doing it opposite. Like, it seems like they're trying to go in, you know, fully legit, get everything legalized, like get all the all the money, all everything together. I'm like, to, I mean, from a, as a bystander, you kind of look in, you're like, what money just – give the mountain bikers the go-ahead to start building stuff, and we're just going to make stuff happen. You don't need to pay anybody to build anything. We got, we'll get all the Groms out there shoveling. We'll, we'll hire your uh, your shuttle bitch that's uh, already signed up. And we'll, we'll, yeah, something's we'll got to volunteer. You know? Yeah. No, that's the truth, though. Like, it's funny. Like, it's great to see more bike parks popping up everywhere, like Alpine Bike Parks. And, you know, they're, they're doing a ton of amazing parks, full-form ramps in them and everything. That's like – it's a it's a perfect click and drag for a city who wants to have a bike park, but but like realistically, there's nothing better than people just building a bike park and they're the ones who are going to ride it because then all of a sudden they have they have uh, proof that there's people who are passionate about it. I feel like trying to convince a city that people that it's going to get used is, is such a hard thing because. You know, they want proof that people are going to be there to maintain it. Oh, well, do we have to hire somebody to maintain it? When a bike park just comes out of nowhere and it exists because the people want it, there's nothing more core than that. And and I, I love seeing all these these really legit bike parks popping up like Valmont and the one that you're talking about they're trying to get going over there. That's great. If that could happen everywhere, it would be awesome. But sometimes, you know, you got to just take matters into your own hands because you may be waiting around for years and years. Make and it happen. The, the motive, yeah, the motivation is there. Just start it and then let the pieces come together and hopefully you get a bunch more people who are psyched and everybody starts building together. And it's really not anything better than that. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it, have you guys had any pushback with how big of jumps you guys build over there? I know with some of the land, at least maybe it's BLM land or something like that, but out this way where they build stuff, they're super, super limited on how – how high off the ground everything can be and everything, but those jumps you guys had over there were pretty decent size. I was impressed by how big the stuff you had for a like a sanctioned bike park was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that's the way it should be. Nobody wants a dumbed down bike park, right? Oh uh, yeah. How are you gonna so progress? They said if we submit plans and they approve the plans and we can build it. So we just like Jamie was involved drawing up some computer computer drawings was exactly what it was we wanted to build and the dimensions and they said yeah and and like the way post office was we'd always try to convince the parks department like look yes there's big jumps but you you need like this you there's small jumps to gain the skills necessary to get ready for those big jumps so if you just had a public park with only big jumps it wouldn't make much sense you got to like fill in the blanks and have steps on the ladder to where anybody can show up and put in the time and be ready to ride that big stuff if they follow the the small line into the medium line and then into the big line. So that's how this park in Redmond is laid out. So that's kind of what justifies having that big stuff is having it, um, having the steps to being ready for it right there as well. And I, I think it looks super intimidating too with mountain bike stuff because you have these big old gaps. But to me, honestly, I 
I'd rather, I feel way more comfortable hitting a big gap on a mountain bike than I do going to the skate park and boosting like a 10 foot quarter or something super high. Like, I feel like I could get way more messed up on, on a quarter pipe, which has zero gap at all than I would on a gap. Every time I crash on concrete, it's the end of me for oh, like yeah. weeks. Totally. Like, I feel like that's way more sketchy, but there's skate parks all over the dang place. So Exactly. It's just like, it's just what's uh, acceptable. Everybody's used to skate parks being accepted and approved and everything, even though they're freaking dangerous for sure. Oh, you could like, I'm just, still scared like, of concrete. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, so much more dangerous than a jump park, especially a jump park that has all the small jumps as well. So, yeah, it's just slowly happening. Like all the stuff that that bike park building companies like Alpine are doing is like like paving the way to getting more and more counties and cities and parks departments just used to the idea of this being normal. And it, it makes even more sense in skate parks because there is progression into it, and everybody's got a bike in the garage. Not everybody has a skateboard in the garage, so. You know, skate parks took off, but they had a big fall off period where they were being built by people who didn't know how to build skate parks, so they weren't being used. And uh, it's harder to build a skate park for yourself than it is to build a bike park for yourself. So you get bike park building companies following the model of uh, DIY bike parks that work and had like you know a couple decades of of um, success in putting together bike parks that like actually will get used and will uh, last for a long time and hopefully learn from the mistakes that the skate parks went through at the beginning of when they were being put up everywhere around Southern California back in the early who knows when. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the hardest part to like sell to sell the, the public works projects people is that like dirt breaks down and it's got to be maintained, whereas these cement parks, when they get put in, they're ready to go and they're not you know they're going to be there for you know 20 years until they need like maintenance you know yeah but it sucks too this is like a concrete park is like it can never evolve with like, people who use it like a dirt park at least like you know the kids can start cutting in a new line or something like that if they're ready for it like if, if that's the way you know the bike park model um looks in the future where like you're like the kids are allowed to kind of like embrace the park and and uh apply their own little little touch to it and change lines as they become better riders like that's how you get a community going rather than just like okay the the maintenance committee will come out on 3 p.m every thursday and maintain the jumps you're not allowed to maintain the jumps no like that's not how like the best bike parks are going to be run yeah so so how about this angle so we, we approach everything with with the mountain bikes take some work ethic because, you know, the old no no dig, no ride. I mean, you don't have that in skateboarding. No offense to skateboarders out there at all. But uh, with mountain biking, you have that opportunity where it teaches kids a little work ethic. If I want this, if I want to ride this stuff, I got to go out there and I got to get my hands dirty and I have to shovel for 10 hours so I can ride for 15 minutes because that's pretty much how my whole my, my whole bike career has gone. Yeah, you like look at it a lot differently when you take pride in in the stuff you're riding. You definitely, um, it, yeah, it hits you on a deeper level, and you're more likely to really care about your park if you're the one who's like creating it or maintaining it. And there's a fine line. Like some people get obsessed with digging to the point where they never ride, and 
and that pisses you off because you show up to ride and, and oh we're fixing the line but the line was rideable so it's definitely <laughs> a fine line that it's happened like, to me a lot of times at at post office back in the day, I had a lot of people mad at me before. <laughs> because you're tearing stuff. <laughs> show up and I'm Dude. like just chopping shit out, making it bigger, and they're like, "What are you doing?" On the on the like single track <laughs> side of things, the people that like to dig more than they like to ride are my heroes. And like, like I'm just like, that's fantastic. Because anymore, I just want to ride. So. <laughs> yeah, this is what I like, and this is what I want everybody to do. Yeah, and it's never ever gonna happen, but. Dig just as much as you need to to have your riding be just a little bit more fun than it would be if you didn't dig. And don't substitute riding for building. You know, like, let's not just build just because we're bored. Like, let's come up with a new idea. Like, oh, let's make, like, a new landing, like, because we want to do a transfer. Like, oh, that lift just doesn't work anymore, so let's fix it. <laughs> let's not close down lines just so we can, like, say no dig no ride and puff out our chest let's, let's ride <laughs> make it about the progression i like it yeah, yeah the whole park shut the, down today we must we must rebuild it all <laughs> oh my god nobody's There's a park riding in new zealand that's like that yeah like yeah everybody every they put a wheelbarrow on, on 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 the top of the first setup jump so you can't hit anything else or something everything's <laughs> shut down guys yeah, let's take pride in kicking kids out who want to come ride. Yeah, yeah. we're tough, and we know dig no ride, and we made a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my truck. Oh, we oh, got man. into talking shit now. How did that happen? Oh. I don't know. That's what it's all about, though. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to some Instagram questions? We got yeah, some more? Let's do yeah, let's that. Oh, we I got some bad, more. Cause I got I got yeah. guests over there, so I feel bad. Let's, yeah, we, let's, let's close Instagram it out with a couple of questions here, man. I don't think we've asked. Okay. So going back to Ben, what's your, let's see, Jay Castle 12 on Instagram asked, what's your favorite spot to ride in Bend? Oh, man. Well, this is going to be a boring answer because we just spent the last okay. 10 minutes talking about Done. it. But Hillside answer. Redmond, that's my favorite place. Okay. I just rode there today. And it's so freaking cool. All right. Makes All right. me happy. Klein Butte, the downhill shuttle trails, those are really a blast as well. I like Yeah, I'm so Klein good Butte. that I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> uh, really? You can't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh, how do yeah, you how do you like announcing compared to competing? Secret? What? Um How do you like uh, announcing oh, compared to competing? Um how do I like it? I love it. It's exactly like I knew at some point I wanted to do that. So, uh I didn't know when that time was going to come, but last year in the middle of Crankworks week, I just was like you know what? I've been doing this for over a decade. I feel like the time has come. I'm going to see if I can transition next year and hopefully not lose all my sponsors and hopefully get the announcing gig and hopefully be able to do all the riding I want to do still and have it make sense. And after the first year of doing it, 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 it worked and it's been sweet and I can't wait to do it again next year and just uh, bob and weave, change a little bit and keep things fresh. Okay, so uh, Simon Silver, MTB. Wants to know what is the funniest story you have from the years of sessioning the post office? Funniest story. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, I remember one time I was trying to kick. You remember? Yeah. You know, well, we would go out there and just be out there all day, Jamie, and like you know, not like towards the end of the post office, we'd go out there for the evening session. You just ride, you go home, but we would just like you know, grom it up and just hang out there all day. Yes, I know. I'm. We're, we're on the last question that I'm coming in. Oh, Dirk, I don't know. Did he come? 
Uh-oh, that's not good. Dirk, the dog is lost. Uh-oh. Dirks, dude. Uh -huh. Oh, no. We've caused trouble. Okay, well, I'll take off and go look for him. I'll finish this question. I accidentally kicked Jeremy in the head one time. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Well, I'm dude, to kick over his head. Hey, man, you get back to your uh, your dinner there, man. Super stoked to be hanging out with you tonight. Uh, thanks again for being on the show with us, man. Tell the fam we said hi, and and I hope you find Dirk, man. Dirk Dog. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We'll have to do another one sometime, and then I can tell you um, if we found Dirk or not. Yeah, we got plenty of questions for you, so don't worry. We'll keep them coming. To be continued. Sweet. All right. Thanks, awesome. Tim. Awesome. I will definitely down do it again sometime. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Have a good night, Take buddy. Care. All right, later. Later. So we got runaway dogs. I hope we didn't cause this problem because he's neglecting his dog because we've uh, occupied his time. We had a lot of questions for Cam. Yeah, man. sorry, everybody, that we didn't actually get to. There, I know we have quite a few on there. <laughs> and, Jamie, maybe we – I could talk to hey, Cameron hey, all, we, all night, man. I was He was over staying at my house the other day, and – and uh, I was pretty late for work that day because we were just hanging out, jibber-jabbering in the morning over some coffee. And I looked at my watch and I said, holy cow, I was supposed to be at work 15 minutes ago. And it's a 40-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, how about this? I'm just going to ask you questions, right? Yeah. You're going to play Cameron. All right. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to continue on the last couple questions. We won't leave anybody on. Okay. Ready? How? No, just if, right. if I if I okay. was Cameron, that's what I'd be doing. Oh, right now. okay. Niels Wheels twenty six wants to know, what do you do now that you're in Bend to stay fit on your and on your game in the winter months? Uh, he probably would say. No, you are Cameron. Oh, no. I do overhead press with Dirk the dog, uh, and he's doing a handstand on the top of Chloe. While I do that. Okay. So it's about 85 pounds <laughs> overhead press. What? With what, a balancing what, what, what circus kind of dog, dog is, on top. What kind of dog is Dirk the dog? That's a, he's a mix between an 85-year-old man and a chihuahua. <laughs> black, uh, black, used to have dark black hair. Now he's all gray. So Tay Ten Lore, I think that's like a Taylor. Well, uh, best sport besides mountain biking. We already asked that one. Sorry. So we actually got the real answer from him. Not that you're fruit booting. Fruit booting. Uh, would you, let's see. Amateur cooperative. Last guest on the show. Mm -hmm. Would love to hear him talk about growing up with Tyler and how they influenced each other. God, growing up with Tyler, man. If I was Cameron, okay. here's how it would be. Okay. Tyler blacklists me every dang week. I get it. He's got this little blacklist, and almost everybody in Santa Cruz was on it, but Cameron was at the – but I was at the very top of this thing every time. Uh, and hit, uh, Tyler and I would get in fights all the time. And uh, Who would win? Tyler – Tyler – when he was younger, it was just all about the blacklist. And it was this it was this unbelievable like hatred when he was younger. <laughs> like, <laughs> he would just get so mad at everybody that would <laughs> everything 
nobody maybe agreed with him on things. I don't know. I always, I always personally got along with Tyler, but Cameron and Tyler uh, <laughs> just fought it up. You know, they're brothers, they're brothers man, close in age brothers. You know, and now pro- now it seemed like they're really close too. Or they're you're close, you man. are they're, really they're, close. Yeah, sorry. They're uh, I'm gonna be Jamie just talking about okay, Cameron sorry. and Tyler because they were they were really close back then but so close that they just bugged the crap out of each other totally. and now that they live separately they're they're like really best friends and sure. you know they share a lot of stuff and back in the day tyler was such a he was so focused on downhill and downhill racing and cameron was always just fucking off doing his own thing and riding freestyle stuff and didn't really care about training and all this other stuff w- when we were younger you know and so they just had such different uh avenues that they were traveling down and so they they really just didn't have the same program going but now they're very they have a very similar yeah how, how did uh how did tyler transition from the downhill thing into into f- slope style i don't really know how that happened i think he just kept riding and kept riding he, he always rode freestyle stuff he would always come to the jumps but i think he just um slowly got so good at both and that's why he was kind of my pick for for winning rampage you know i think he was still on his he was on his run but he had a little mistake there and he he ended up bruising his lungs and and really having a bad crash there after qualifying uh since they had bumped they bumped up um the finals Mm -hmm. a day so it was qualifying and then no break straight into finals whereas usually there's another practice day so after qualifying tyler went back up to the top came tried to hit a new jump for his line for the next day because he wanted to have it warmed up you know and uh i think he i think he just came up tiny bit short and got bucked bucked off the landing and just i haven't seen it or or really talked to tyler about it but this is just from what i heard um but bad crash one little thing out there will do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, he that's why he's so good at Rampage, I feel like, because he he's a nasty downhill rider, man, like so quick. And and he has a freestyle background, too. Sure. Yeah. It's a perfect combo. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So, um, yeah, we wrapped up with Cam. Um, I think we'll probably jam out for the night. Let's go get back out on that Lumberyard pump track. Uh, get our cardio work back up. Um, yeah. Sign off tonight. I'm gonna pop some wheelies too. Definitely get over some kids. I, I think there's. I brought the BMX bike tonight, so uh, I'm gonna try to get technical. But I saw some skilled BMX riders right when I walked in, and uh, I think I'm screwed. I look like a total goon. Nothing's changed. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys out there, the views are going through the roof. Thanks for all your support. Keep the questions coming. Keep Send them out to our Instagram page anytime you want. We'll try and get them answered for you here on the show. Uh, Have a good night, and we'll see you next week. And thank you, Cam, very much for coming on tonight. It was awesome to have him on. Uh, Yeah. All right, guys. Good night. Your mic's going off.